This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Well, the snow that was is no longer. All the forecasts, and if you're like me, you were listening to meteorologists on the side, Kevin Sheehan, yesterday. And because whenever there's forecast of snow, we don't get one. We don't want to get caught on the wrong side of it. And I thought it was going to be we'll be locked in here. I'll be shoveling the driveway. No way to be able to get food, water, whatever. Well, that didn't prove to be true. Then I get the news that one of the most more charismatic individuals, iconic, joy, the left-hander, Charles Lefty Drizel, has moved to the upper division of life. And I do believe that this is a celebration of his life because he's one of the more unique individuals I've ever had the pleasure of getting to know, being around, he was better than advertised. And there's very few people that you come in contact in life that I can say that about. That was actually better than advertised. And, you know, if we I saw him at the uh, Congressional at the last awards we had, and you knew that, that he was in the fourth quarter. Matter of fact, you knew that Lefty was in overtime. That he had been in overtime for some years. And so upon hearing it, and I thought the moment upon hearing about this, there were several individuals that came to my to my mind, and I and I thought, I said, oh my goodness. I said, I've got to get in contact with uh, John Holiday. I mean, that's mandatory. I've got to get Lynn Elmore. I've got to get Coach Sheehan, Chris Knott. Just certain people just started coming off to Scott Van Pelt. Where are these people at? And then you start – going and the boss called me this morning and he said hey and he he had his hit list and i go at the top of that list i go there's only one guy to open this thing up celebration of life coach kevin sheehan coach where were you when you got the word and your reactions well first of all sorry about the forecast um but you know doc what was funny and i just you know i i just talked to Scott we were talking for a while and um I thought of you and Brian and Al and the people that got to sit with coach Thompson for all those years at the radio station because some of the most enjoyable conversations that you guys had with coach Thompson and that I had with coach Thompson working in that same building with him every single day for years those some of the best memories of conversations were about Lefty, <laughs> Lefty you know, you're with right. Coach. You're you right. know, because I, and I, there's one story in particular I'll never forget. Coach was because remember they were heated rivals. I mean, there was territory to stake in this town. Yeah. Lefty was the guy initially, and then Coach came along and he started to go to Final Fours and you know won a title, and it became Georgetown. But there was always this intense rivalry and this intense controversy over why the series ended between the two teams. But later in life, as you know, Coach Thompson became, you know, friends with Lefty and they became close. And John was one of the people who inducted Lefty into the Hall of Fame. (laughs) Nobody that grew up in this area would have ever expected that. But I remember one story in particular um, when he 
said, you know, when they were recruiting players and there's like a big-time player playing a big-time high school game, you know, there'd be dozens of high school coaches in the stands. And he said, but Lefty, he was the greatest recruiter and the greatest salesman and the greatest marketer. We'd all be sitting in the stands, and Lefty was right down on the floor underneath the basket so everybody in the gym could see him. And that's what he was. He was a larger-than-life figure. He was physically 6'6". He had this big, booming voice. You know it because you spent time with him. He wasn't, you know, the biggest voice in the room. He was the room um, when he was in it. Um, But, man, there's so much, you know, uh, that goes through your mind. I mean, uh, those of us that have kind of stayed in touch with his health knew that this day was coming and coming soon. Uh, but it's an unbelievable life lived. And his mark on college basketball is massive. But the figure that he was to this town, and I would I would add Baltimore into that as well, because Maryland is very much a Baltimore, you know, um, fan base team as well. He the, the impact that he had in this market, there are people under the age of 40 that will have no idea what we're talking about. But he made college basketball relevant in this city. Before he arrived, high school basketball was bigger than college basketball. He paved the way for John Thompson, for Gary Williams, you know, who won national championships after that. Big John always said there'd have been no Georgetown without Lefty. You know, it was one of the things he said later in life. There would have been no Georgetown basketball without Lefty paving the way and making it important in this town when there was no baseball team no hockey team the nba team had just arrived there were the redskins and there was maryland basketball it was the it was the number two story in town and they were a powerhouse you know i think so many of us always wanted to see lefty win it all and get to a final four to validate his greatness but the rules were different with some of his great teams you know they only the ACC tournament champion got to go. His 74 team was the, it was the fourth-ranked team in the country and couldn't play in the NCAA tournament. It changed the rule. You know, from that moment forward, it was an expanded tournament with more than one team in a conference being allowed to go. They called it the Maryland rule because they couldn't believe that the fourth-best team in the country, a team that could have won the national championship, couldn't even com- couldn't compete for one. But, no, man, it's, it's one of those days that I think everybody out there that, that of a certain age and certainly college basketball fans, they are sharing stories. They are sharing memories. And, by the way, most of them end in a big smile and with a lot of laughter because Lefty was an incredible character. And how he sustained this charisma – for it was like an eternal flame that really like I can't envision him down never it's just his mannerisms and because we had so much insider information I talked to coach Butch McAdams yesterday and we were talking about because the the John the Thompson deal which people really didn't get it and how John loved the fact that people didn't understand it and how he revered him and how he gave him so much credit. And he'll join us later today to discuss that side of it. But all about basketball. And for me, having watched him at at James Madison when and play Coach Naki and Coach Naki's team against his team. I mean, all these moments in C Nock, man, all these interchangeable parts and, and all these relationships coming in. The dude is like the Don. And that's why I was saying, like, and with, with Johnny Holiday, he will join us today as well. We're so blessed to have had these type of people in our in our sphere that we literally have not only been able to break bread with, but BS with, and actually, you know, have a camaraderie with, with people that most people will not even believe this. But it, like you said, the bullpen sessions, they it, they really happened. They did exist, and these guys were really cool and added a lot to the fact of what we do every day on the air. 
or a byproduct of a lot of these relationships. Well, Doc, think about this. Mike Krzyzewski, John Thompson, and George Raveling inducted him into the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's, it's remarkable, the contemporaries for him and what they knew uh, he was. And, yeah, th- there's just there's so many things I think about. I think about the seasons. I think about the games. I think about the stories um, that people told about him or that we had experience with. You know, Tommy and I did this Lunch with a Legend series for like eight years where we, mm-hmm. you know, would do this thing down at Morton's for an hour and oh, we yeah. would have a D.C. sports legend. And, you know, we did everybody, you know, and, and Lefty was the one that was so hard to get. I, I offered to pay. We finally got, a you know, a couple thousand bucks to pay him. He said, all right, I'll come up and do it. And it was the, the most entertaining two hours I've ever spent. He's but the best part about that was that. The thing started at 1130, and, you know, he, he calls me on my cell phone, and he said, Kevin, it's Lefty. And I said, what's up, Coach? And he said, I'm going to need another $1,000 to do this. And I said, are you kidding me? It's 1130. This thing's starting. He goes, no, nah, man, I'm just joking with you. I'm getting off the escalator right now. And he came in, and I, you know, I, I was white as a ghost thinking, oh, yeah, my you God. Panicked. You panicked. You panicked. But he just was, you know, and everybody that knew him, obviously, you know, and, and were lifelong, you know, uh, uh, influ- influenced by him or, or contemporaries, they just, they just tell lefty stories forever. And he, but, but that, shouldn't, that shouldn't overshadow Doc what a great coach he was. This man, when he retired in 2003, was fourth all-time on the wins list behind Knight, Rupp, and Dean Smith. He was, the, he was one of the first to take four different schools to the NCAA tournament. He took Tiny Davidson, no one had ever heard of Davidson, to the Elite Eight twice. He took Maryland in those early days. When he took over at Maryland, Maryland was a lifeless program. Um, and he took them to two Elite Eights in the first six years of coaching them. He took James Madison to the tournament, Georgia state to the tournament where they upset a team in the first round. And by the way, played Maryland as Maryland went to their first final four, you know, and that reminds me on a day like today, you were just saying these giants, we've got three hall of fame college coaches from this area, lefty John and Gary. I mean, how many Metro areas, big Metro areas, can speak to three Hall of Fame college basketball coaches. Um, it's just, you know, it, as much as he won, for those of us that were there and followed every single game and were in cold for all of those cold, you know, January and February nights for games against Carolina and Duke, the losses that he had were so memorable also, which is painful. Yeah. But, I mean, he had Dean on the ropes probably 15 times and lost by one, you know, each time. They lost the ACC tournament in 74 by three in overtime. They lost the 73 ACC tournament final at the buzzer by one. They lost the 80 tournament final on a tip-in that should have been a winner, but Kenny Denard from Duke undercut Buck Williams. They didn't call it Duke beat Maryland. And then 40 years ago next month, Lefty finally got his ACC tournament, which I would probably guess that he would say, and I think he did say, is probably his most memorable signature win. Um, all those years losing in the ACC tournament final to, to finally get it and you know plaster that trophy to the hood of his car and drive around the state of North Carolina, as he said he would do. But uh, you know, don't overlook the, the colorful, you know, um, label was always applied to Lefty when people would describe him because he was such a dynamic personality. But that shouldn't overshadow what a great coach he was. Well, again, we were all lucky, man, to have been privileged to share some oxygen with him legitimately. And uh, we're all better off. And that's why I deem it a celebration. And that's truly what it is, and an honor. And thank you. I know we pulled you off the course or the, or the shot simulator machine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, thank you so much, man. This was well, priceless. 
And, um, again, you're simply one of the best, and I owe you. Stop it. Uh, I appreciate it. And you know, you know this, how much he meant to people like me um, who oh, are Maryland man. people, but just, you know, of a certain age that are college basketball people in this market. He was an absolute legend. Yeah, I can't wait to hear Van Pelt. I, I can't wait to hear it. I know at some point in time he will have the biggest – he got the biggest audience on, on, their, on the planet, and I can't wait to, uh, to hear him do his thing. All right, brother. Thank All you. All right, I'll talk to you. All right, All right good deal. Hey, folks, it's hard to top Sheehan, but I'll tell you what, we've got a living legend that's coming up at the bottom of the hour, and we'll keep it going. That's really a reflection of the Terrapin program, the DMV. And as G from the shop would say, it's in the water. Johnny Holiday, when we come back. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back here on a special edition of Overtime on a weekend style as we celebrate the life of Lefty Drizel, the coach who uh, has gone on to a much bigger tournament at age 92. You know, a lot of people, To if you never met Lefty, I'm sure by the next week at this station, at both stations, 106.7 The Fan and Team 980, you're going to really regret the fact that you never got a chance to lay eyes on him, to meet him. And him at with a microphone was a treat. A lot of great coaches all have their own personality, demeanors, whether it's Big John, Coach K, Bobby Knight. Everybody had their thing and their way. And we've been blessed here because we've had so many outstanding uh, hoop coaches. This guy's different. And the stories that you hear throughout the day here, the week here on our respective stations, we have so many people that have relationships with these coaches. And Coach Naki, if you heard him with AWOD, the game I went to, I remember vividly, is is being courtside. Coach Nock and Coach Drizel coaching across one another. And just and I've talked to Coach Nock about that numerous times. And listening to him this morning, being at coaching meetings and clinics with him, just amazing. And then there's the Hall of, Fa- Hall of Famer, Johnny Holiday, who a living legend in his own right, and we're, man, the story that Drizel hit Kevin with up in the ante up to a grand, all I could think of was Holiday. That may have surpassed you. I swear to goodness, had you heard that story? Here we go. Here we go. Had you heard the story? No, I know. Tell me the story. Okay. So Kevin booked, you know, him and, and, and Tommy, they were doing the uh, the gig downtown where they 
greet. They were doing interviews with with legends, and so they booked Lefty. And of course, whatever the fee was, they had to double or triple it for Lefty, and they raised the money, a couple grand. So then he calls, he comes up, and right before he's supposed to be up there, he calls him. He's down in the lobby, and he said, Kevin, he said, I'm going to need another grand, you know, to make this happen. So you can imagine Sheehan at that point. I mean, the audience is there. They're at the Palm. I, I think it was the Palm. I've probably blown it. But they're at a beautiful steakhouse downtown, and Sheehan's about to explode in his pants, and Lefty said, just kidding you. I'm on the escalator coming up right now. And I said, that's a, that's a holiday move if I ever to get another grand and he's outside the door. But I seriously. Gotta, I got to put that one in my back pocket. I like that. That's a good one. No, I, I never thought of that one. That is a good one. But yeah. isn't that yeah. the guy, all the guys that you've met in all the various industries that you are have been privy to in several Hall of Fames, how do you describe him? Uh, probably John Wayne like number one. Yeah. Yeah. And bigger than life. Number yeah. two. The yeah. thing that really got me about Lefty when I first started doing the game stock in 1979 mm-hmm. and Lefty was coaching and I was told that, uh, he has to do his pregame interview the day before the game. And I'm thinking, why would he want to do it the day before the game? I had done GW when Bob Callant was the coach. I just sat down with Bob Callant, Coach Callant, before the game, and I thought that was pretty easy. Brian Brian Maggot was my analyst at that time, doing GW on radio. So now I'm doing Maryland. I'm working for the big guy, Lefty Durzell. And about seven or eight games into the season, we're on the road, and I said to him, and everybody was was afraid to approach him. They said, well, this is the way it's always been. He's always done it the day before. So we're on a two-game road trip, and I said, hey, coach, is it possible we could just do it before the game, you know, tomorrow night or Thursday night, whatever the day was? And he said, does that work for you? I said, yeah, yeah. So we knocked it out, and from that point on, I did the interview the day of the game. Every single – but the funniest thing, Doc, was we had a headset back in the locker room. Unlike Gary – you know, Gary used to come out. Mark Turgeon would come out and talk to us, and the current coach comes out. Willard comes out and talks to us. But Lefty had a headset and a microphone back in the locker room, but there was nobody to tell him when it was on. So a lot of times he put the headset on right in the middle of me talking or doing a commercial or doing stats or Greg Manning and I are talking back at Johnny. Johnny, can you hear me? <laughs> yeah, Coach, we got you. All right. All right. Just want to I mean, no, he was. And another, another vivid memory I have when I went out to his press conference when he announced it. He was walking away from Maryland basketball, was being reassigned, which is the biggest joke in the world, as an assistant athletic director. And I went out there, the sad vision of him walking out of Coldfield House with his wife and kids on arm in arm. Then I went back to his house, and we sat down, and we did a long, long interview. And... It was one of the most emotional interviews I've ever done, and I basically was—I don't know how I—I was—I I don't know how I kept from crying the entire time. When I spoke to him about six weeks ago about coming up for a celebration, they were going to honor the the team and have him here, and he said, "I can't—I uh, I don't think I'm going to be able to make it because my legs are bad and having trouble with my back and so forth." That got to me a little bit. And then two weeks ago, we had Albert King on the coach's radio show. And Albert said, I got to give you a message from Lefty. I just talked to coach today, and the last thing he said to me, tell Johnny Holiday I love him. Oh, yeah. 
that, that was pretty strong. Pretty strong. Yeah, it is. And that's why I was trying to say to Kevin, it's a celebration of his life. He 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 touched so many of us oh, in a he, way he, he, that he was amazing. He'd be just, mad. just amazing, Doc. Yeah, if we didn't do it and with laughs, he'd come to hand and try to kick our behind. You know, how else would it be for us if we don't laugh? <laughs> you know, and it's like Big John, and I love the way those two hid their relationship. Yeah, yeah, you're right. At his press conference one day, I'll never forget this, in the early days, probably 1980, 81, 82, Feinstein was covering the team for the Washington Post. And he would not start his press conference unless John was there. He'd be up there with a microphone in front, is Feinstein here? (laughs) Where's Where's Feinstein? (laughs) And John would walk in, now we can start the conference because Feinstein's here. And they they had a delightful relationship too. But that was a classic. That was a classic. Yeah, I can't wait to hear to hear John, his response. And it, it sounds like a million years ago with all the rules before they changed it in the ACC and yeah. all the great teams, woulda, shoulda, coulda, what might have happened. And yet it never denied him and how long it took him to be inducted yeah. into the Hall of Fame. I mean, that that – Starting to think about a travesty. Doc, it was it was a crime. It was a crime for him not to get in many, many years ago. And then when he when he finally got in, didn't you love his acceptance speech? <laughs> oh, classic. It, 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 was, it reminded you of the Jim Valvano thing where the red light's yep. going on and Jim says, yep. you know, yep. I'm battling cancer. You want me yep. to get on? I'm taking my time. Two okay? in my body, yeah, exactly. And Lefty did exactly this. I'm 80-something years old. You're telling me to wrap it up? I thought that was a classic. Yep, 86. 86. Yeah, 86 at the time. Yeah, well, look, I mean, also the Midnight Mile thing. I mean, the Midnight Madness thing where October 15th, I think, and he, her, he said, I did it on your birthday, which is my birthday, October 15th. And he had his first, uh, you know, Midnight Madness thing back in 1971 that everybody picked up on it after that. Mm-hmm. They want to do Midnight Madness. And then the, the winning the ACC championship. How ironic, Doc, it is today that at this game this afternoon against Illinois, we are honoring the 1984 ACC championship team from the tournament and also Gary's 2004 ACC tournament champions. A lot of the guys are coming back. Chuck Drizel was expected to be there. Certainly he will not. But uh, Buck Williams and 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 it's just you just name the guys that are on the on those teams are all coming back today and how it's gonna it's gonna be a very interesting atmosphere at that ball game this afternoon with people memories of of Lefty and it'll be totally different than any game I've probably ever done. Yeah, it's gonna be tough. Oh yeah, it's gonna be tough. Oh yeah, but it's tough in a great way. He earned that. Um, I can't wait, and I, and I know that uh, Coach McAdams, he, he shared stories like John shared, shared shared stories that not a lot of people knew about. And John would always talk about Coach Thompson about how he learned the marketing game from Lefty. Sure. Lefty was playing, I mean, the dude had massive marketing skills. He had game. I mean, why pick from where he's at from Carolina and his upbringing – to make the claim he made at the time about turning Maryland into the UCLA of the East, dude, that was That's bold. Right. That was bold. And now UCLA wants to make them the Maryland of the West. Yeah. How about when they met this year? I couldn't believe it. Neither one of them could hit a bar. They couldn't hit a bullseye. They had a bazooka. <laughs> and uh, but, but the one thing I got to say, they both play D. I think you can tell that they're in a good direction because anytime you can still get your kids to buy in to play defense, when you can't hit a barn side of a bar, you couldn't hit, put a, a brick in a pool, but yet they keep playing their butts off. I can't quit on them. Can't quit. Yeah. Them. No, you can't. Well, I'm interested. I, I read some of these websites and social media postings, which make me laugh a little bit and smile a little bit and shake my head because people don't know 
except in, in, unless you're inside that locker room, in, inside the program, you have no idea what these kids go through. There's so much pressure on them today, much more than when you were playing or I was playing. Oh, yeah. With the NIL stuff and the transfer, po- I mean, it, it's just, it's not even remotely close to what it was when Coach when Lefty was coaching, or even even Gary for a couple of years ago was coaching, and, and Mark Turgeon, the same thing. And look at the guys that the atmosphere today that's driven them out of the business. The Jay Wrights and the Krzyzewskis and the Roy Williams, and the list goes on and on. Uh, look at our guy UCLA. Who leaves as a head coach to be a coordinator? Yeah, to go back to Ohio State. Yeah, but a, a young man that, that played for him is comfort. Man, oh, just sure. give me a blackboard and let me draw circles. Oh, I don't yeah. want to care. I don't want to check bid check. I don't want to give a damn about reports. I don't care if you miss study hall. So you can see that right now we need some adults to really step up. Look, I know you got a lot to talk about today. My brother, love you. Thank you for uh, sharing your intimacy with a guy that we all loved and adored. And um, go Terps, and we'll um, we'll we'll catch up. We'll circle the wagons and tap our glasses for the left-hander. Anytime, Doc. Anytime. You got you, man. Thank okay, you. Okay, bud. That Love is you. Hall of Famer Johnny Holiday, absolute legend. I, I will tell you something, Maximilian. In your lifetime, you have to make sure that you buy Johnny Holiday lunch and you hope that he accepts and so you can get 30 to 45 minutes of wisdom. I can only hope. He has he has no equal. He's the GOAT. We'll have to go to Morton's and share steak then. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm telling you what. And it's who you hang around. It's those that you're circled because you will be affected by the you know, four, five, six closest people you associate with. Just imagine if Big Tony is in that circle. You are doomed. I'm just saying. I'm not trying to cast no stones, but I doubt if you're listening to these stations over the next month, you're not going to hear anybody say anything that's not pretty s- similar to what you've heard all morning. Let's take a break. We'll come back. Overtime here. Tribute to Lefty Drizel. We celebrate the life of the left-hander. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Wow, <clears throat> I had no idea how this was going to work today. On an overtime, the forecast was frightening. Didn't end up being that bad. Find the news today that 
Lefty Drizel has has passed, and we honor his legacy. And uh, what he's left us with is priceless, and it's been great. Kevin Sheehan kicked it off as only the coach can do. Johnny Holiday, um, almost impossible to top that. Now we open up the lines, 1-800-636-1067, here on the fan and Team 980. And we start with Dr. Sabah, North Kakalaki. You ought to have a story or two, doctor. Hey there, doc. You got me? We just came yep, into town for the time. game. You yep. may hear some background noise. We're just stopping at a restaurant. Hey, mm-hmm. um, uh, real quick, then we're going to get to my lefty uh, uh, story. Uh, my girl, he ate threes last game, so we got the finale today. So I'm hoping you bring us some more luck. I appreciate uh-huh. that. That would be great. That's beautiful. And as you know, far as uh, lefty, yeah. As far as lefty's concerned, I have a story because I was at the Dean Dome, the first loss ever at the hands of Lefty Giselle and Lynn Bias. I, if you see the highlights, I'm a blur in a yellow jacket. I moved down to about four rows behind the Maryland bench. And he was a character stomping on the floor. And him and Dean would definitely go at it. But that was my memory of Lefty giving my Tar Heels the first loss ever in the Dean Dome. And those are some really good teams. I just remember Lynn Bias doing that reverse, uh, like backwards, a uh, dunk right in front of yep. my face. So, uh, What year was that? Yeah. Well, what year? Well, I think Michael Jordan had just left. He should have been a senior, if I'm not mistaken, because Dean Dome didn't open until Michael left. Michael never played in the Dean Dome. So that would have to be 83, okay. 84 season, I'm thinking. Okay. Still here, right? here. Okay. No, I that's good. So. I, well, I you, so you heard, you heard lefty coaching. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like four <laughs> rows behind the bench. Yeah, because yeah. he was colorful. Yeah, yeah I moved down there. Great moments yeah. and uh, yeah, and you got know one other thing. Time with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one other thing I noticed, you know, how Albert King's story when he told the guy left, he said, "I love you to Holiday." Mm-hmm. I was just mm-hmm. thinking, you know, um, Michael Jordan and um, you know uh, all, all the guys that um, you know Antoine Jameson, all those guys always visited uh, Dean Smith. You know, when they knew it was the end was kind of near, and they always went and saw him, and they're just great memories. I'm just thinking, you know. I think like guys like Grant Hill and, um, you know, uh, Leitner or whatever, those guys might do that with Coach K. But do you see a guy like, say, like Zion Williamson, Williamson or J.R. Barrett, those guys, those one of dunners I don't think they're ever going to have that relationship like these other guys did, you know, with their coaches. I don't think he's ever going to kind of go visit Coach K when he's kind of towards the end. And I was kind of feeling sad. For things like that, like nah, nowadays, depends on how like big the bag was. No, nah, uh-uh. don't don't discount how big the bag was. Believe me, those one years, the size mm-hmm. of the bag this, that's exchanged. Believe me, they have a huge impact, and I but guarantee they don't you, those the coach, guys. Do they? Well, yeah, yeah. You can do a lot in one year with the bag these guys get. Don't be, yeah, they can get a lot done. Never going to be mm-hmm. like spending three or four years. But I do right. think That's it has a, a high yeah. does think it has a high impact. Good luck today, Sabah. All right, thanks, We're man. going Appreciate to break. None but love for you. Do what you gotta do. Coach Sabah. And uh hey, look, one and done, she does have a point. It's not gonna be like you've been there four or five years with a coach. But that's over. We're not going back to the stage coach. We're not going back to horseback. So let it go. NIL is here. Fix it. Do better. Be smarter. We got all these people with all these feathery degrees, and you act like you're brain dead. This is not working. Fix it. Go to break. We come back. Continue here on Overtime. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Special edition of Overtime as we tribute to the left-hander, Lefty Giselle. Boy, he left us more than most. And it is an honor to just go over all the pearls that he dropped on us. And now we just go find them and bring them up and they glow. And then we get a chance to really now take that and do something with it. Because you know what he's looking now down at us now saying, okay, I did my part. Now what are you guys going to do? And let's go out and be the best version of ourselves. That's all we can do about that. So um, who we got? We got Little on the line? Hey, Little, <clears throat> welcome to Overtime. Doc, legend, man. I got to share this real quick, Doc. I'm about lefty, man. I'm prayers out to his family, man. Hey, Doc, I'm going to say this, man. Back back when I was there, I'm 62. I'm going to make this real quick. I think it was right around about, I was a, a sophomore in high school. But I was old, older than five. But what, what happened with it is, is my uncle used to work for this landscaping company in, uh, called J&H Burton and Sons in Only Maryland. So on the way to work, we would stop at this little coffee shop on Route 1. Man, my uncle didn't know who the hell left he was because he ain't, you know, he's an old time. I'm young. I mean, I knew who he was. So I used to say, oh, I say, oh, that's lefty, that's lefty right there. But come to find out, he never told me, he never would let me go over there and bother him because he's eating and drinking his coffee and everything. But one day my uncle got up and went to the truck. Now, I was, uh, yeah, I was, yeah, I was sophomore, yeah, I was freshman in high school. But here's the key, Doc. I get up and go over there and say, I know who you is. He coached lefty, this lefty. And then I had mentioned that, you know, Lynn Bias was in middle school. I said, man, I know you look because Lefty was a hell of a recruiter, Doc. I said, I know you're looking at that kid at, um, I remember, I think it was Kenmore Elementary School he was going to, Lynn Bob. Um, 202, yeah, 202, Lynn Bob was going to Kenmore Elementary. So, make a long story short. Please. Lefty said he got, huh? I he said, said please, I make that long story said, short. Yeah, he said, I know who you are because, Doc, we had scrimmage do well. Blue with the we went all the way to Coldfield. I mean, where, where they used to play, I'm on the to play at Coldfield House, the football field. We scrimmaged them Duval Senior High School on the football field, and uh, and at that time, Dave Buckets was coaching. That Dick Buckets brother, Dave Buckets was coaching Duval Titans. So that was a big thing for Southeast School to go all the way to Greenville, Maryland back in them days, Doc. I'm talking about 78, 77. So man, here, let me say, I know who you are. You was at that game. You play a hell of a lot playing linebacker and safety. I know who you are. He didn't know my name. So I said, well, I said, wow. He was at the game watching the scrimmage when we played, when we scrimmaged through Ross and Yon, man. Man, lucky, hell of a recruiter, man. And he was at the game, and this was football. He, he out there watching high school football. But that's how, that's the story I want to share with Lefty, man. I got a chance to All right, man. It. Appreciate that, man. Peace. Yeah. Yeah, I'll say one thing about – I'll say one thing about – that Coach Thompson <clears throat> would talk about often. Same thing he said with Arnold Red Arback. These guys, and this is one thing I know that Little is on point about. They watched youth sports religiously. They hung out at Blacktops. They out at the field house. They're, they're, particip- they're gym rats. Junkies. Addicts. They didn't do anything part-time. They were all in. And and if you want to be great at anything, you can't be part-time at it unless you're just super gifted. Maybe some people can pull it off. But for the most part, you you got to really grind. And, and that's the one thing, uh, Max, that I would say um, it's about the grind. And I know we're about to jump out of here on a hard break, but it is 
what we've heard so far. And we're not through. Wait till you hear Coach McAdams. And we're going to hear a little bit more about what Coach Thompson had told us for years. And everybody thought it was like the Hatfields and the McCoys. That's what they wanted you to believe. To the contrary, they was boys. And and that's the beauty about it. I mean, it's just, um, and it's probably still going on as of today as we speak with respective boundaries between the DMV, PG, Baltimore. I mean, I hear Linnell, you know, arguing with y'all all the time about that. The DMV, what the territorial things, it's in the water. All of that, all of that matters. And that's a good thing about it. But we got a lot more going. We're not done. Just getting started. Mad Max, let's steer this bad boy in the right direction. Right? And that way we can get it going on, man. It's going to be a beautiful day. I'm so happy that Sheehan's weather report was terrible. Absolutely so. As we get ready to rock and roll. Overtime. Whoa. Here on 106.7, the Fan Team 980. Free on the Odyssey app. We uh, can't thank The people have been so supportive. Um, the Odyssey app is what a winner. If you're not on it, then you you must not be a regular listener. Because we sure uh, try to give you some value added. And the uh, BetQL hotline has just been delivering over and over and over. Our guests have joined us, uh, Kevin Sheehan, uh, John Holiday. It is very, very difficult to um, to beat that level of competence that we have been privy to. And of course, our listeners, people call in here and help us dropping dimes, giving insight. And if we just keep on playing the hits and this hits home, Butch McAdams, DMV, uh, we're back into your turf. We're back into your level of expertise. And I'm so happy now that we've been able to knock down a lot of barriers and, of course, one of the biggest ones was that coach and lefty Hatfields and McCoys. Well, we know that was a farce. And nobody knows that better than you do. Your initial reaction when you heard um, the coach had gone on to the bigger game in life? Well, I was certainly saddened, Doc, because he meant so much to basketball in general, but specifically in the DMV. Coach Thompson, our guy, mm-hmm. would always say that if it weren't for Lefty, it would not have been a John Thompson. And Break that down for people that, that are new to the game. Absolutely. I'm, I want to reiterate, Coach Thompson would say on a regular basis, and they were rivals in terms of who wanted to be the big dog in this area, who wanted to get the top recruit in this area. But Coach always gave Coach Giselle credit by saying that if it weren't for Merlin hiring Lefty Giselle, Georgetown probably would not have hired John Thompson. Hmm. And if you remember, and I'm sure that your previous guest stated this, but it was a magnificent time in the DMV for sports because Ted Williams was just hired by the Nats. And then, Mm -hmm. of course, as you know, Vince Lombardi was hired for the Burgundy and Gold. Mm Mm-hmm. And then Lefty Giselle comes to town, who had a tremendous reputation for being a tireless recruiter. But you know what, Doc? I want to share this, and this is just one man's thought. I always felt that while Coach Giselle, no doubt, could get the talent, but I always felt 
that he was a little overrated as a recruiter and underrated as a bench coach. Hmm, break and that. what I mean Take by that, that to another is, level. Mm-hmm. All right, let me break it down. He could recruit the big name, no question, because he understood the business aspect of college sports. And so when you bring in a Tom McMillan, you bring in an Albert King, you bring in a JoJo Hunter, a Billy Bryant, on and on and on, that puts butts in the seats. However, while he was bringing the big names in, I felt he over-recruited. And my philosophy is a good starting five is like a good hand. A good hand has a thumb, index finger, on and on and on. But I felt on the occasion that Coach Dizelle would over-recruit, have so much talent that basically played the same position. So that's why I felt I he was a I'm little overrated. Excuse me? No, not now I feel you. I feel you now. Right, right. No, that makes sense. Because, huh? Right, because you look at, you know, Albert King, Ernie Graham, Billy Bryant, JoJo Hunter, Turkey Tillman, as an example. Most of those guys do the same thing. Okay? But I, I felt he was underrated as a bench coach because his teams always played hard. They were always in the mix, and they were always competing. So that's why I say a little overrated as a recruiter, a little underrated as a coach. And and yes. the num- numerous times that I've had conversation with Coach Gazelle, and if you bring up him as a recruiter, oh, boy, he would, he would get fired up. Oh, they say I can recruit. But uh, Dean would always get the players he wanted. I never got anybody that that Dean wanted. And I said, well, Coach, what about Buck Williams? He said, yeah, maybe so. Okay. (laughs) But just a a great, great personality. And because of Coach Lefty Giselle bringing that excitement to the Washington area in terms of college basketball – we here in the nation's capital can claim something that most cities can't. And you know what that is? We have a championship for men's at every level. Division One, Georgetown, Division Two, the University of the District of Columbia, Division Three, Catholic University. Yeah. And then yeah. you have the Lady Terps. You have the men under Gary Williams. So, But it all started, in my opinion, under Coach Dizelle. Now, I don't know whether you were in town, Doc, but some of our veterans will remember. Coach put an ad in the paper, and he had uh, James Brown, Floyd Lewis, Jim O'Brien, okay? And it was one more. And he, he's, you know, the old um, military recruiting advertisement, Uncle Sam wants you. And he said, University, okay, okay. Of Maryland, University of Maryland wants you, JB's picture, uh, Floyd Lewis's picture, uh, Jim O'Brien's picture. Okay. And it was a, a fourth one that doesn't come to mind right now, but, but, but. He just had such a unique way. I spoke with my good buddy, the legendary Adrian Dantley, and Adrian told me about the time where Lefty really wanted AD. AD at the I bet time he did. Lived, AD lived at, lived in Southwest Washington, and AD would say, "Man, every time I come home from school, Lefty would be there." Hey, Adrian, how you doing? I just had a taste for some fish. So I went down to Southwest to um, uh, to the wharf, and I figured I'd stop by to see you. And then one day he said, we really want you to come to the University of Maryland because I think if you come, you would be the answer to David Thompson. David would score 25, but you scored 25, and y'all would cancel each other out. 
And then Adrian told him, told me that uh, he had two jerseys, a white jersey and a red jersey with his name on it. And, and, and he, he said he had to run upstairs and was getting ready to, to uh, sign the paper to, to go to Maryland. All right. But then he thought better of it. He said, well, hey, coach, I like you, but I want to leave town. But that's that's what type of recruiter he was. No question about it. Yeah, he just been a good dude, man. John and Coach would always share with us. He credited him. John learned the marketing game from Lefty. Yes. Yes. And I thought that was something that John really appreciated, and it really helped him sharpen his sword. But hey, 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 hey Doc, I'd never forget this one though. Georgetown is playing University of Maryland, and the game is at um, the Armory. And <laughs> coach is coach is getting up and he's getting into the officials. My good buddy out of Baltimore, Ernie Graham, comes by. Pat coach on the backside, and you know coach didn't like that. Coach went off, and then Coach Dizel stood up, and then next day you know. <laughs> they had to be separated at midcourt. <laughs> Which one was smiling? <laughs> I, hey, <laughs> if Coach were here, <laughs> I would. He would love this. They both were smiling all the way to the bank after the game. Yeah, that's what I figured. Yeah, that's what I figured. <laughs> no, it, it really was having the stories and Kevin Sheehan. And I opened up the um, the show today about it. It was those stories that we've had, like by the water cooler, the bullpen, um, the pickup games, the fact that they were all gym rats and that a, a game at a rec center or a boys and girls club, that's what really makes them. That's their environment. They loved every moment of the process. And I was telling the audience when Coach Naki um, was coaching, I saw him at Davidson and JMU. Those games, they don't care what level they're at. All they need is a ball, the lines, and hoops. And they're into it with the exact same enthusiasm. If it was a finals game in the ACC, it doesn't matter. That's what I appreciate about them. Yes. Yes, and, and the rivalries back then, oh, my goodness, man. Mm-hmm. Carolina mm-hmm. and Maryland and, and Maryland and, and State, it, it, it was just tremendous. It was just just tremendous. And as I've stated over and over in this conversation, in this area, it started with Coach Drizel. Yeah, well, you know, Coach, it's um... – it's it's the way we choose to deal with it. Uh, I think we choose to deal with it as a celebration of life, as opposed to mourning the passing. Uh, because the guy was just effervescent. He brought so much joy to whatever circumstance he was involved in, and I choose to do it this way, as so do you. And you you bring so much to the table. These are stories that people have heard about. But then you solidify it. You make it real. Because we don't have to go by hearsay. We go by a guy who's in the room. And right. and that's that's incredibly important to history. Because we got to make sure we're passing along these stories to these young kids so they can pass them along and really understand what it means. Because, you know, a lot of them think all these sports started on a video game. Do they really believe it really started on a handheld device that they're playing with? (laughs) So we have to make sure that we don't allow that to happen because it will ruin everything. Because I'm convinced that a lot of them really believe sports started on a handheld device. And we cannot let that happen. It's so important. That's why it's so so important to have people like Doc Walker and Glenn Harris and just so many others to tell the story and to keep that history and that legacy alive. Can't let it go. 
I can't let it go. Butch, let we it go. cannot let it go. And thank you. Up against the break, we will continue. And um, we'll do it again next week, Coach. We've got to take a break okay. and we come back and we're getting ready to shut this bad boy down. Take it away, Max. How much fun are we having today? It is a lot of fun to remember a guy who enjoyed life. And he he went through it in a way that makes him so unique that all your tears are tears of joy because of what he brought to the game. Every story makes you smile. And um, that what we'll go over, and this is not going to be like a, just a day, like tomorrow, 9 a.m. to I get three hours tomorrow. And, and I just, and this is what your life, it, it, it should be even more than that. It should take forever. As a matter of fact, we should never stop remembering and stop discussing the things that made him who he, who he was. Because he wanted to inspire us for greatness. When a man came out and said in 1969 that he wanted to turn Maryland into the UCLA of the East, I mean, the visionary, the way he thought outside of the box, and then to look what, that's why I love Gary Williams so much. I mean, he didn't get to where he wanted to go, but Gary took it to the next level. And Gary Williams, to me, is one of my heroes because everything that some of our favorite teams lack, he's got more than enough. He could give some of it away. And it's intensity. It's no BS. Gary might not have been able to, mar- wasn't marketing anything other than how he's going to kick you behind. And that, to me, he's priceless. And so... I never expected them to go, hey, get Gary. Let's get Gary on Nightline. Let's get Gary on the TV thing. Tell you where you might get him in MMA. Wouldn't surprise me if he was commentating MMA. Everybody's different. But the left-hander had a killer, too. Don't be surprised. Don't be led astray. He had a killer in him, too. But it was that salesman thing about him. It was that one thing that, and I, I love the way Coach, I could tell Coach, talking to Coach Thompson, John saw that, and the beauty about Coach Thompson, to me, is a, it's a um, it's a benefit in any great individual, is to recognize your own a weakness in your game, and to patch it. He saw something. John might not have been the, uh, a carnival barker. He was definitely like Gary Pitbull. But he saw what Lefty was able to do, so the Midnight Mad, all that other stuff. You think John was sitting around? The, no, but he became that. He understood what he had to do. And ultimately, he became iconic as a businessman through a marketing deal. So that's the part about all of this that makes it so unique, is they having the ability to reinvent yourself and to learn from even a, a I don't want to say an enemy, but a competitor, to learn from a competitor. There are a lot of stories. We, we're not going to solve them in three hours or six hours or ten days. I hope we're still talking about this a year from now. But tomorrow morning, I'll start at 9 a.m. and I'll go another three, I'll go three hours on it. And hopefully we'll keep gathering. Hopefully, Lynn Elmore, I'm reaching out to him. And I'll continue to reach out because this is a story that must be told. We have to, in order for us to win and start winning again, we have to understand these stories. Because nothing Lefty wanted more for our area to do was to be prominent and not to be stuck in last place and to be in rebuild mode. Lefty wanted us to be number one, to be champions. And that's what we owe it to ourselves, to not be stuck on stupid. That, but to live a dream and to get outside of the box. So let's do it for any for, for whatever, but let's not be mediocre. Let's dream like Lefty did, and let's live in a way that we will not settle for being in last place and being mediocre and being average. 
and getting our asses kicked and signing jerseys and doing all the things that have gone throughout there. Let's do this for lefty and be champions and live by the code and that standard that's got to be set. And for God's sakes, and let's do that so none of these deaths are in vain. If we could do that, man, I'd be a happy camper. That would really do a lot for me because these guys put it on, they put it out there. Their weekends, they weren't out playing 18. They was in the stands at the Boys and Girls Club watching hoops, Jim ratting it. You know what I mean? These dudes was on the ground, man. Boots on the ground, not flossing somewhere, being fake. I've enjoyed it. I hope y'all did as well. Max, keep doing what you're doing, man. You are you're on your way to greatness. I hope and so. And I love that. I love that. Well, let's just keep playing the hits and keep doing what we do, man. How lucky are we to be doing what we're doing right here and right now, D.O.C. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.